Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside the gym. back at the fittest podcast in Oakland. Today, we're going to take lessons from the CrossFit Games. And no, I'm not saying everybody needs to go to the CrossFit Games. What we want to learn is what can you take away from watching the best in the world do something and how you can learn and develop and grow and ways in which peak performance can help you be better. So sit back, listen up, and enjoy this episode on the CrossFit Games and what we can learn from them. Thanks. Bye. All right, back in business, and I'm going solo. So, been here. Everybody left him alone today. Nobody wanted to be his friend. Not really, just they sent me solo. And I have a fun subject to talk about today. So if you're not aware or not paying attention, today is August 1st, and yes, you should be starting your consistency focus for the month, do that, but also you should be tuning into YouTube, YouTube, and I think CrossFit.com, and I think CrossFitGames.com, because the CrossFit Games start right now, today. Uh, The age groups kicked off today. So the teenagers of 14, 15, 16, 17, and then 35 to 65 plus categories, all five, five-year increments, they all started today. Uh, so you might be like, well, why does that matter to my training banner? What's that got to do with me? Well, <laughs> there are some big takeaways you can take away from <laughs> the grassroot games. And it's not maybe what you think it is. Um, of course, we'll start with probably the most op, you know, obvious kind of like thing there is the CrossFit games provide inspiration. A lot of people got into CrossFit at one point in their journey because they're like, oh, that's really cool. Or, oh, that's really intense. Or, wow, I don't think I could ever do that. Or you name it around those lines and they saw it on TV, they saw it on this and that. And that's awesome. Like that in itself is inspirational. Whatever points you in the direction to do something that makes you uncomfortable, challenges you and makes you better, do it. Like if listening to like for me this week there was a bunch of talk about um what was it? Uh um Oh, football entrances and college football entrances and like how cool some of them are. Well, immediately I go, oh, well, this has got the hairs on my arms standing up, goosebumps, all that. We want that in life and you want to feel that in life. You want to have that excitement. So if the CrossFit Games gets you excited to train or got you into CrossFit, fantastic. And I think that's really important. I think that in and of itself, that inspirational push is really cool. 
And you can get that. Um, people get that all the time from watching marathoners, watching the Olympics, watching runners and Ironman and swimmers and things like that. Um, it also might make you a little scared and a little nervous, which is good. That can be inspirational too, because you remember, I don't think I could ever do that or that's crazy. And then you realize, wait a minute, maybe I could. The bigger inspiration I take away from it, and maybe bigger is the wrong word or just how I define it, is if you think about the age groups and the adaptives. So I'll start with the age groups. Um, I know a lot of people who are 65 plus. Um, some of them are clients in the gym. Some of them are elsewhere. Um, I can't remember any of those people doing what the games athletes are doing at 65 plus. Like today they're doing Helen. And if you don't know what Helen is, Helen is three rounds for time of a 400 meter run, 21 American kettlebell swings. Yes. Going overhead and 12 pull-ups. I immediately go, Holy crap. The fact that you can be taking social security out and doing 12 pull-ups, 21 heavy-ish kettlebell swings and run 400 meters probably faster than a lot of us in the gym makes me go, gosh, I have a lot to work for. But it should also inspire you to go, wait a minute. Yes, age is a thing and age matters and it does impact things, but it's more like reps on the system. If you have a bunch of bad reps on the system, yes, you're not going to be able to do the things you want at that age. But if you have a bunch of good reps on the system, you might be able to do way more. And that's where I'm like, oh, okay, this is my inspiration. This is my accountability, buddy. This is really cool because now I can go chase fitness long-term. So instead of my goals being, oh, let me lift this heavier than that. Let me do this heavier than that. It's how do I do this for another 30 years? I'm 35. So how do I do this at 65? What does that look like? What does fitness look like? How do I build fitness for 30 more years so that I'm still doing this thing? So I'm still chasing things and chasing my grandkids and stuff like that. I think that is what's really inspirational about this. And you can take the same away from like the teenagers. You can take the same away from people your own age. Like I look at the 35-year-old division and I go, I couldn't hang with any of these guys these days. And I used to be able to. And so it's, it's that. It's that inspiration of like, Okay, just because I'm getting older doesn't mean everything has to fall off. I might just have to get smarter, work better, work the right things and focus on the right processes and build a sustainable approach to this all. And I think that's one thing we preach in the gym, but also I think that's one thing we can all keep in mind is like, just because I'm getting older doesn't mean this has to stop. Just because I'm getting older doesn't mean I have to accept aches, pains, lack of performance, anything like that. It just means maybe I need to kick myself in the tuchus a little bit and assess what's going on. Maybe I do need to go to bed earlier. Maybe I do need to get in the gym more consistently. Maybe I I do need to do that little stretching routine that I've had thinking about. Like maybe I can deadlift more than my body weight. Maybe I can get that pull up. Like that I think is the biggest takeaway in all of this. And I think you can really, really do that here. Um, and I think that's one thing. The other thing is like, the adaptive folks. And I'm pausing here because I don't know. I don't have the right words. But all I can think of is, and I'm going to say this frankly, what fucking excuse do I have? <laughs> like, 
there are folks that are blind. You literally can't see the barbell that you're lifting. And I can't imagine that. There are folks that don't have certain arms. There are folks that don't have certain legs. And they're showing up and doing work. Like, I, I, I get out of bed with aches and pains all the time. But I have aches and pains of things that still are attached to me. Still, things I still have. Like, that in my head goes, okay. Every day I, I get to walk into the gym is a blessing. And so that's the way I kind of like think and look and watch these people and go, yeah, yeah, I need, I need to stay on my game. I need to stay on what I'm doing. And also, if you listen to some of their stories, like they were active and fit people. And then all of a sudden had an accident, you know, they had a ski injury, they had a car crash, they had whatever. And instead of just giving up on fitness, they kept fighting, they kept working and they kept doing things. And when you listen to those people's stories, it's like, wolf. So this is where you can pull from like the peak of performance and go, wow, I can do this stuff. I can, I can make these things happen. Um, and it's really inspiring, I think. So that's, that's my first takeaway is you can be inspired by this stuff and you can, you can check it out and go, wow, this is cool. Um, the next one is more of a philosophy of training and things. We talk it a lot, but I think it's not always valued as much as it should be. Are we training or are we competing? And that's not only with the people around you, but with yourself. So oftentimes folks will degrade themselves and say, well, I can't do this today. Or I can't touch my max today. I might not max out in PR today. And when you watch these people, you understand like, oh, this is a competition setting. And I guarantee a lot of these people in practice did better than they did on the playing field and vice versa. They did worse. Some of them or, um, you know, surprised themselves and did way better than I thought they would. Whereas some people did way worse than I thought they would. And that's where I think you have to remember is like in when in competition, you sacrifice things. Sometimes you go for a little bit extra, you push a little bit more than you should. You take that risk that you maybe wouldn't and you go for it in training. You don't have to training might be better off getting the next day's reps than just that. We're making the most of, well, I didn't sleep enough. I didn't eat enough. I'm out of my boss. Let me just get in the gym and do what I can. And, and that's good too. But also like the like, oh yeah, I got to show up. I got to work. I got to, I got to enjoy this process and lifestyle that I'm creating. And I think when you talk to people about the competition aspect and things like that, I think what you start to realize is like, okay, this competition thing is really cool, but also these people just like training. They like exercise. They like the discomfort. They like that hard work that they do and all of that. And then the third little twist to all this is they practice. I think if you actually study them and you actually watch these athletes and these people, they go, wow, they're practicing. They're becoming more literate with movement. They're spending time at a low heart rate, getting better at it. Compare it to, you don't always play golf. You sometimes go to the driving range. You sometimes go to the short chipping area, you putt. There's all sorts of little drills and practices that simulate golf to get better and make changes, but you don't do that on the course oftentimes. You live with what you have and the skills you have and you go from there. The other side of that is 
a lot of people who want to get better at certain skills don't do some type of daily practice. And I'd compare that to learning how to play an instrument. If you were growing up in my house or in, any, in a lot of houses I know, gr- to play an instrument, you had to practice daily. You had to practice over and over and over again and make sure that you were always getting your practice in because that's what made the difference. So I think for a lot of folks, we forget that. And I'm like, well, why don't I have this skill? And when I ask you, it's like, well, I only do it when it comes up in class and I'm not always there when it comes up in class. And so my next question is, well, why not spend five minutes doing it? If you really care, we really want it. Five minutes at home, five minutes after class. I, I see people stretching now all the time after class and it's fantastic. I'm like, okay, spend five, put a, put a five minute timer on and do some double unders. Do some single unders, get better at jumping. Or I worked with a client last night. He's like, why am I not doing this at home? And I'm like, I don't know. Why, what can I do to help you build that habit? And he built it. He was like, okay, fine. I'm going to start doing this little bits, little bits at home. And I am sure the next time we check in together, he's going to be way better at the movement we were working on. So I think that's one thing you can see here is like, these people are actually competing. They're not training. And so when you start to treat the gym as a training playground and like, I'm going to get better at X today. I'm going to focus on Y today. I'm going to move like this today. And then once in a while you go ham or once in a while you try and crush your soul and get out of your head. I think you'll find that you actually get better and you feel better when you leave the gym. You feel that reward. You feel like accomplishment and you actually start improving faster. So that's something to keep in mind is, are you training? Or are you competing today? And what's that look like? Um, next, this is for all the people who laugh when I say certain things in the gym about how fast or how heavy or what this should look like in, in like AMRAPs or time frames, or you need to be able to do this many burpees in a minute. Go watch them. Go watch the best in the world. And you'll very quickly realize, I don't even say close to what they can do. <laughs> and it, it's, it's always interesting to me um, when people say that, they, they forget that some of the people around them can actually do that. And there, there are people fit in the gym that can do some of the things I say. And I don't just willy-nilly say it. I, I look at our population and say it with that in mind and with that programming and that stimulus and those things. And then you look at these games athletes and you go, well, wait a minute, they're doing twice as much weight as Ben would say. They're, they're going twice as fast. You know, it, I said, Helen, I think there are maybe two, three, maybe four benchmarks that they're going to do at the games. And so instantly when you go, well, and when they blow these out of the water and they go faster than what I usually tell you, or faster than the stimulus, or they do a more challenging version at the same rate that we're all supposed to do the less challenging version, you're going to very quickly understand like, uh, this is why Ben pushes us to that standard. And it's not without the, Hey, modify to get there. It's that, Hey, you can move this fast. We just need to figure out how to get you to move that fast and what that looks like and what that entails and those paces and parts, because that level of intensity and that stimulus we're seeking, that's what drives the adaptation. That's what drives you to the six pack. That's what drives you to get your pull up. That's what drives you to get a heavier back squat. That's what changes your mobility. So you don't have aches and pains when you get out of bed. That's, that's what makes you better in the gym. And the sooner we realize, Oh, 
I just have to modify to the intensity I can handle today and work through that, the better you're going to be. And the better you'll understand, like the numbers on the board aren't the numbers for me. I need to make it my experience. Um, a client has said this to me and we've joked about it multiple times. The gym and group class is an individual experience in a community setting. Nobody should do the exact same thing as somebody else in the gym. Nobody. You should always be doing something slightly different than the person next to you. You should always be looking and feeling your own things and, and working through them and doing them. And that's what's actually going to make you better. And when you look at the best in the world at this, you very quickly understand that like, oh, okay, this is the potential. Let me work on what would make that work for me. This is where like, if you have ever watched the Olympics, football, any high level sport, they talk about it with golf all the time. Like we should have someone just, you know, Joe blow off the street, go play with these pro golfers. And you realize how hard some of these things are. We should have, you know, regular people join the swimming lanes and you'd realize how fast these swimmers are really going. We should have, you know, average Joes and Jills and all that do the gymnastics stuff. And you'll go, Oh, wow. Like, when you come to realize the difference in gymnastics capability between us and a real gymnast, you go, oh, a pull-up is just an entry point to everything else. And you go, I can do that. I can work and get that. And, that, and that's what I want you to feel is not defeat, but an inspiration. But, you know, that, that whole like, wow, okay, there are levels to this. And I can, I can become better because I'm world-class at something else. I think that's the biggest thing I, I want to remind folks from the CrossFit Games is you see what world-class is at that level. And then you realize, oh yeah, I do world-class at home with my kids and my family. I do world-class at my job, whether that's, you know, financial accounting to make a company to keep running or, you know, startup that's creating new security systems for um, tech companies or, you know, biotech and creating new food and ways to feed America and things like that. Like, I think we forget sometimes that we are world-class at other things and the gym helps us be world-class at those things. And we need to use the gym to do that. And then the people at the CrossFit Games used the gym and training to be world-class at a sport that stems from training. And that's what's so cool. And I think that's where people get confused. It's like, you can do boxing training, but you don't have to be a boxer. In the same way, you can use CrossFit training to get better, but you don't have to be a CrossFit athlete. And I think that is one thing I want to impart to everybody is like, take this beautiful thing of peak performance and go from there. One last thing here, and I think this one's important too, is I want you to watch some of the athletes and how calm they are under pressure and how effortless movements look. I think a lot of times we think that smashing and harder is the better way to finish a workout, better way to get things done. And we forget that if I just stay calm, I stay smooth, I stay in control, I might actually go faster. So take a note and like watch the athletes on the floor and you might realize like, wow, they're breathing through every thruster. They're moving fluidly. Their technique is flawless and they're so smooth. And you might go, wow, okay. Maybe that's what I need to try. Instead of like hammering a movement or like overexerting yourself, realizing like, let me be in control here because what's awesome is you also see them hit the other peak when it comes time when it comes time for that finishing point when it comes time for that extra push you'll see them turn the switch you'll see them dive for the finish line you'll see them do things that get out of technical proficiency or efficiency 
and just to win the race. And I think that's what's so cool in what they do. So I didn't keep that in mind. So to recap real quick, uh, the CrossFit games are here. There's lots of fun things you can take away and learn from them and lots of things you can do with them. So really keep that in mind and really utilize that and, and be a part of that. Uh, one thing for sure is definitely take inspiration from all the competitors and all the athletes like that's it's really cool to watch and see and if you haven't seen it go watch it i think you'll you'll be surprised and be like oh wow they're doing similar workouts to what we do i could do that and but it's so cool to see it at such a different level and you might also see like oh wow that person's 20 years older than me and they have more fitness and it's not not a bad thing it's sort of like oh cool let's work towards that because i'm i'm better than them at other things in my life and i think that's the other thing to remember is like oh yeah they're really good at fitness but they probably don't have as amazing kids as you do or they don't have as much job success as you do. This is what their world-class has, and your world-class other things. A mindset around training versus competing, and how if you train more than you compete, you'll actually become better in the gym. And that's a lot of what they do. And you can see it when it's on display. What peak performance and human potential is, and how cool that is. And we see it and get inspired through it, through any levels of sport. And so this is something to remember. And last but not least, calm under pressure and the fluidity of movement and how important that is and understanding that and technique and control and pacing and all of that. And I think that's, what's really cool. And you can really take that away from what we do in the gym. So if nothing else, gang tune into the CrossFit games this week, see what it's like, check it out, be inspired by it. And when you are inspired, go talk to your favorite coaches, like go talk to Robin in the morning, talk to Steph at night, talk to me. Um, and we'll help you get some of those goals that you get inspired from that. I know over and over again, it's one of those things that kind of just turns the fire a little bit. So check it out. Ask us questions like say, well, how do I do that? How would I get to that? Um, and if you do get inspired, we'll help you there. So enjoy gang, have fun, and we'll see you in the gym. Bye.